If you'll open your Bible to page 486, that's where we are today, 486, you're going to be in the book of Psalms, I hope. I hope that's where it's going to put you. You know, the book of Psalms is one of my very favorite books in the Bible. Uh, Many of you, you would say the very same thing. You know, we always think about the book of Psalms as as like a book of praises, and and it is it is filled with praises, but actually there are 150 psalms in the book of Psalms. 100 of those are praise psalms, and 50 of those, I would call them, they are like pleas, where the psalmist is pleading with God about things that he is going through and asking God for help. So really a third of the book It's not all about praises. Now, the book of Psalms for the Hebrew people, it was what we would call our hymnal. Uh, it used to be in church. We, you know, we had the old hymnal. Now we, we sing off the screen. But uh, the Hebrew people, when they would go to worship, they would sing the psalms. And uh, so I'm hoping that as you read your Bible, you include, uh, you include the psalms in the Bible. Now, everybody has a favorite psalm. And probably if I took a survey today the, in this room and said, okay, uh, let's just all write down on a little piece of paper, what is your favorite psalm? Probably Psalm 23 would, would win the deal. You know, we're most familiar with that psalm. We hear it. It's just beautiful. It's like unto none other. Now, it's certainly one of my favorite psalms, but it's not, if I made a list of my favorite psalms, uh, I guess you put Psalm 23 kind of in a league of its own. So we'll let it, we'll exempt Psalm 23 and say, okay, other than Psalm 23, if I were making a list of my favorite Psalms, well, on that list, my second favorite, other than Psalm 23, would be Psalm 145. That is a fantastic Psalm. Probably my third favorite would be Psalm 146. It's just, it's just absolutely a magnificent psalm. But my very favorite psalm of all the psalms is Psalm number 13, the 13th psalm. And I want us to look at it today. We've looked at it before, but I'm going to share some insights today that I think will be very different. Now, you know, when you read this psalm, it's very interesting. It's only six verses. You can read Psalm 13 easily in less than one minute. I mean, you probably read it in 30 seconds. But if you think about what you read, certainly you, you would not be hurrying through to read Psalm 13 in 60 seconds. But the fact of the matter is, and it's one of the reasons it's, it's maybe my favorite psalm, in these little six verses, what we do, we read the story about a person, a man, David. And he was exhausted, he was discouraged, and he was depressed. And as you read the psalm, you see him in all of his gloom. And then when you get down to verses 5 and 6, you see that gloom has changed into gladness. Now, here's, here's the reason this is one of my favorite psalms. In my life, and I would think in your life, we've all had times that we just felt, for whatever reason, we were just exhausted. We were just kind of discouraged and maybe to some degree a little bit depressed. And like when you get in a deal like that, 
you, you don't want to stay that way. You just feel like you're kind of wits in. And as we read the psalm, that's what we're going to see about David. Look with me, if you will, in verse 1. David said, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? And then you come to verses 3 and 4, which is a prayer. And David said, Consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. Now, when you come to verse 5, it's almost like a, <laughs> it's somebody else talking. And it really is. Uh, Mr. Discouraged is now the opposite. Look in verse 5 and 6. He said, But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, brief background of this psalm. King Saul was in hot pursuit to find David because he was jealous of David and kill him. And, and David was really fleeing for his life. And in the midst of that, this is what we have in what he says in Psalm number 13. And as we just read, you know, you look at those first two verses, you talk about a person uh, exhausted and uh, discouraged and depressed and perplexed. I mean, you know, you look at those, those first two verses and what you have, first of all, you have five back-to-back -back rhetorical questions. Now, rhetorical questions really aren't questions. Their statements, many times they're made to, uh, to kind of prove a point or to get someone's attention. Or it just may be we, we ask a question and really we're not asking a question. We're just kind of verbalizing outwardly what we feel inwardly. And he asked five times. In fact, these first two verses, every statement David makes is a question. And in your Bible, you see the punctuation mark, the question mark, five times. Uh, not only that, uh, he asked God, you know, how long? In fact, four different times. You see how long in verse 1. Uh, you see how long again in verse 1. In verse 2, how long? Verse 2 again, how long? So, for, You know, many times in life we go through things and we say to ourselves, you know, just how long can this thing go on? You know, I think during COVID, many of us, you know, have asked that question back, especially when we thought it would be over. I remember when I first said to the staff, you know, I, I think we may be kind of in this situation. And I gave my opinion. Well, I was about a year and a half wrong on my opinion. You know, I, I, when I told them what I thought, they thought, you, you really, you, you can't be, you don't really believe that. I said, no, I, based on what I'm being told, that's just kind of what I think. Well, you know, after a while, we just, you know, how long does, well, it may not just be that. You may be going through some other trial in life, and sometimes you've said, or someone in your family going through something, and, and you just say, you know, I, how long must this go on? Well, that is the shape that David was in. Now, you know, when we're, uh, he thought God had forgotten him. If you look in verse one again, he said, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? He felt forgotten by God. Now that's, that's low. Not only that, he felt forsaken by God. Look at the last part of verse one again. How long will you hide your face from me? He felt like God had kind of 
turned his back on him, had forsaken him. That's a low, low feeling. I hope, you, I hope you're not there. I hope you never get there. But sometimes in life, things happen, and you just think, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, that's, that's how David was. And there are two things we need to remember when we're going through those times. Number one, and I really always need to remember this, we need to remember God is never in a hurry. You know, when we have a trial in life, we want the thing to get over. Well, God's never in a hurry. And the second thing we need to remember, when we're going through trials in life, God is using those trials to teach us things we would not learn otherwise. Years ago, I mean a number of years ago, I had a friend that invited me one time to go to the plant where they made cars. And I'd never been inside of a plant to see actually cars made. He said, if you'd like to do that, I'll work out of time and I'll meet you at a certain place and, and I think you would enjoy that. And I, I still remember all about that. You, you know, of course they go down through this assembly line and I, I think the first thing that fascinated me about that was that assembly line moved like a snail's pace. It just crept along going so slow. And then I still remember watching all the workers, you know, each one had a specific job. They had the tools to do that job. And they had, they were given the time that job would take. And then that car would just kind of, you know, it would just continue to move along and different things would be put on. And, and then it, it would finally get down to the, the, the man explained to me, he said, now what this, what this vehicle is about to do, it's going into what is called the painting and drying room. And that's down at the very end of the assembly line. And, and actually, the car looked uh, uh, drab and dull. But it went into that room. Now, I could not see the car in the room. But the person explained to me, now, what's happening is, is the car is now being painted in the room. And when that process is over, still out of your vision, out of your sight, that car will move along and it moves into what's called the drying room and the heat will come on. And he said, ultimately, as we stand here, you'll see that car that went in dull and drab. It's going to come out bright and, and fresh looking and it's just going to be a whole different kind of deal. Well, you know, when we're going through trials in life, it's kind of that way. And that's exactly what David experienced. Now, the second thing we see as he was going through his trial is he, he went to God in prayer. And look at it again. He said, consider and hear me. And then our English Bible translate, O Lord, notice that's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That means Jehovah. That's one of the names of God. And translate our English Bible in all uppercase letters, Lord. He says, O Lord, my God, Jehovah. Of course, Jehovah's the God of promise. And then he says, my God. And the Hebrew word there that's translated God, G-O-D, is the word Elohim. And Elohim is the God of power. 
So I, I have that marked in my Bible. So he's praying, and as he prays, he reminds he's praying to the God of promise. He's praying to the God of power, and he prays his prayer and asks God for things. And then he comes down in verse 5, and this, this is where David's life is so very changed. He said, I've trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord. Now look at this, because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, that word salvation here is not talking about our eternal life. Here, certainly I would thank God for our salvation, but here David is talking about the salvation of saving him from King Saul. It's very, very interesting. You know, as you read this and think about it, for example, his circumstances has not changed. Uh, Saul has not called off the bloodhounds from trying to find him. Uh, Saul has not died like like. None of those circumstances have changed at all. What's changed is, is this guy that has prayed this prayer and realized that God neither had changed. And it's very interesting in your Bible. If you notice the last little part, verse 6, I'll sing to the Lord because he has dealt. Now that's past tense. Uh, of course, right now you've got a New King James Bible, and, but I think any translation you look at, you're going to, when you get to that word that's translated here as dealt, it will be past tense means something that's already happened. Now, here, here's a point. This is a good point. Uh, this change took place, and David had so much trust in, in Jehovah, the God of promise, and Elohim, the God of power, that he, even though at the moment, literally the situation's not changed, but he knew that the God of salvation would change the situation. And so he's, he's put in the situation in the past, even though at the moment he's still in the present. And you know that is a blessed, wonderful thing. I mentioned earlier that Psalm 145 is, is one of my very favorite psalms. In fact, it'll be about second on my list. And it is so, and one reason it is so, in Psalm 145, in the New Living Translation, it says, The Lord always keeps his promises. I love that. He is gracious in all he does. So I, my, my little word of encouragement today would be this. In life, things happen. And sometimes those things can be, be very difficult. And we all go through trials in life. We see others going through trials in life. We just need to remember, if we put our faith and trust in Jehovah Elohim, the God of promise and the God of power. <laughs> Whatever we're going through, we can put in the past tense. God is going to work it out. He'll do it on his own timetable. It may be like the car going down through the assembly line. It moves at a snail's pace. But in all that, God is going to use all that to teach us things that we otherwise would not ever learn. I hope Psalm 13 is going to be one of your favorite. I want to encourage you in Psalm 13. You know, you ought to memorize, try to memorize verses 5 and 6, but if, you, if that's too much, we'll just memorize 6. I will sing unto the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Now, before I dismiss in a prayer, I want to have a little personal word, if I may, because uh, like I, I want you to know what's going on, and that way you can care and you can pray. Like, 
Next Tuesday and next Wednesday, uh, Davi is back at MD Anderson for what is a routine thing that we go through every six months. So it's not like anything is, is, is wrong. It's just that, you know, you do what you do. So next Tuesday, I'll be with her at MD Anderson. And next Wednesday, for much of the day, uh, I'll be with her at MD Anderson. And so obviously... Uh, you know, we're praying we get a, a good report next Tuesday and Wednesday. Now, the following Monday, which is the 21st, uh, if you were in our, if you're in our church, you remember back in July, I was trying to get a knee replacement, and we had this thing called COVID. Y'all, y'all have heard of COVID, have you not? And what they did at Methodist Hospital is when COVID was at a peak, they canceled all elective surgeries. And uh, so that means like the day before I was to have the knee replacement, I'd gone through all the stuff you go through to have that done. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, I hadn't had the knee replacement, so I can't say it's, it's just a rigmarole to get ready to have that done. Well, the day before it was to be done, they called and say, we hate to tell you this, but you know, now this has been canceled. I've got to do all that stuff over again again. Okay. Well, in November, about middle of November, they called me and said, okay, you, we, we can reschedule you. But I decided I didn't want to have knee replacement during November and December, knowing that many of you would be bringing me Christmas gifts and things, and I'd want to be able to get to the So I said, I'm not going to do that. But anyway, on the 21st, which is, uh, is, is, is Monday week, I'm going to have knee replacement. Now, I'm saying that to say this. Well, obviously, I mean, that's just like repair work. They're just going to replace that, and I'll be better than ever. But they tell me I'll miss a little work, and I'll be out for a little while. Well, you know, it'll be what it'll be. I've got to do my you know, therapy and all that kind of stuff. But be that as it may, starting next Tuesday, John will do Tuesday Bible lunch, uh, and he'll do an excellent job. I've, I've already prepared the messages. I've left them on his desk. And, and, uh, and trust me, he won't look at one of them. <laughs> but he'll do that. And, uh, and then in a few weeks down the road somewhere, I'm, I'm hoping to be back. My goal, and it may be better than this and it may not, I, I really hope by no later than Easter uh, I'm, I'm back at church, either preaching on Easter Sunday or the Monday Thursday service. John and I have not quite decided on who was going to do what there. But anyway, I'll be out two or three weeks, but I look forward to being back. I'm leaving you in great hands. In fact, you'll be better with him than with me. And uh, you pray for us next week. And uh, we'll look forward to getting back and sharing a good report about that. Well, Father God, we bless you and thank you. I do love Psalm 13, God, because of all the Psalms that have helped me so many times, it's that Psalm. Because sometimes, God, we all get in situations where we get discouraged and we get somewhat uh, despondent. If we're not careful, we get depressed about it. And we just feel exhausted. We feel it wits in. And we read about David and we think, my, my, he figured it out. Trust Jehovah and trust Elohim, and thank Him in advance. It's all going to work out. Now, Lord, thank You for each one who comes to Tuesday Bible Launch, and I just pray, God, that You'll bless them, give them safety the rest of this day, and, uh, and just help us even this afternoon as we are around people in different places, in different ways. Help us to be an encouragement to them is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.